Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So when you watched the tape of that of the game on Sunday, the 525, was there anything that struck you like yesterday or... Uh, you know, on Monday when you were looking at the tape that, that surprised you, that you didn't realize until you watched tape? No, I think we all knew what happened on the field. <laughs> there he is, Kevin, all grown up. Man. No more aftershave for him. He's giving it I to don't them. Think He's giving it to the I, Ravens I, a little. There must be something it. he doesn't I like l- about them. Well, I don't think he likes the fact that Wink Martindale made the comment last week too early to talk about a gold jacket, and Burrow recognizes I'm only in my second season. But come on, it's not its not like he's playing poorly. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. He's picked up the NFL as fast as any quarterback has in recent years, and he's fought back from the torn ACL, and he yep. hasn't missed a beat. He's been awesome. Yeah. So uh, now we're playing a game of what's more likely. So what's more likely? Will he be grinning after beating the Chiefs, or will Kansas City – chew up and spit out another quarterback like they did this past weekend with Big Ben. All right. Well, we're not saying beating. We're saying lighting up the Chiefs, right? Right? Uh, so Yeah, light him, lighting them up. Yes. If you're going to make 50 or more. I'm 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 going to I'm going to take lighting up the Chiefs. I I am. I'm going to take I don't know if that's necessarily going to, you know, translate to winning the football game. I think there's a chance that Mahomes and company could light up the Bengals defense too. But man, the Chiefs Love to play man-to-man. The Bengals offense does everything. To me, they're one of the more fun watchers at all of football. I mean, they got it all. They really do. They've done a great job, in my opinion, over the last year of changing who they are. You know, last year we were complaining a little bit about the Chiefs offense. and I mean, the, the Bengals offense. It's shotgun. It's always empty formation. And he was taking too many hits. Now they do everything. They really do. And that speaks to, like, what you talked about. Burrow just... He understands NFL football and and has learned the game as quick as anybody we've seen. But, man, the Bengals' weapons are real. The Chiefs like to crowd the line of scrimmage and play man-to-man. Listen, get your popcorn because that's what I'm excited to see. This dude right here is a star, T. Higgins. And we already know Jamar Chase was a star. 
And then you got Boyd in the middle, working the middle of the field and doing things as well. They pose a lot of problems for you. They do. I, I'm, I, if you're going to make me choose between those two, I'm going to say lights up the Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have eight straight games holding the opposing quarterback at 250 or fewer. And, of course, they've won eight games in a row. 21 takeaways by the Kansas City defense during that eight-game winning streak. What Steve Spagnuolo has done reminds me of 2007 with your Giants when the offense – or the defense, excuse me, big difference – was abysmal the first couple of weeks, but they figured it out and they ultimately won the Super Bowl. I mean, these Chiefs, it's taken a while. They bottomed out, and maybe they had to bottom out in the aftermath of Super Bowl 55, but they're the juggernaut again, and here they are as the one seed, and I think it's going to be very difficult for the Bengals, and the Bengals have been up and down. See, the the Chiefs were down, and they've been building and building and building ever since. With the Bengals, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to show up. And it seems like every time they start moving in the right direction, they get smacked down. So if they win this one, if they win this one, and I, yeah, I hate to say it because I remember feeling that way when they went to Baltimore earlier in the year. If they win this one, we're taking them seriously, and we did, and then they lost a couple in a row. So yeah. uh, th- th- this is a huge test, and the huge Bengals test. win the division. If they win this game, and this is the kind of game that will better prepare them for the playoffs. That was the response that Joe Burrow had for me on Sunday when I said, you know, how do you deal with the fact that there isn't a whole lot of playoff experience, coaching staff, especially head coach, or on the on the on the actual roster? They got two guys that have played in playoff games for the Bengals, and it's the punter and the long snapper. No one else on the roster has played in a playoff game with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and you know, he said, these are the playoff games. You know, playing the Ravens. Playing the Chiefs this week. These are the playoff games, so yeah. it's it's a huge test for them. I'm going to say that that uh, the Chiefs' defense is going to keep him. You're going to say if 350 is the number. I'm going to he's going to keep him under 350 this week. All right, all right. I mean, 350 is a lot. 350 is a lot. I mean, that, that that's a big number. I, I I don't know. I mean, 300. 300, 300 is kind of what I was thinking around that range. I mean, that, that's what that's where I was thinking. What one thing I I'll still say, say under. Yeah, uh, you still say under. It's going to be interesting. To me, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The one thing I'll say about Cincinnati, and you're right. Every time we kind of got ready to jump on. You know, they had that loss to the Chargers and the 49ers. The one thing I'll, I took away from both of those games is to go, certainly weren't outclassed. No way. Messed some things up. I mean, yes, that was really the issue. 49ers, they dropped two punts. Remember the bank, the Chargers game, you know, some dumb turnovers early in the football game that, hey, you know, cost them. But then there they were driving to take the lead at 24-22 and Mixon fumbled and they returned it for a touchdown. So, like, you know, again, not all losses are created equal. There's losses where you go, whoa, that team got physically dominated, and yeah, they made mistakes, but they were getting physically dominated. You know, for the most part, the 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 the, the losses for this football team on the year, I kind of look at and go, oh, man, they messed some things up that really they messed up. I'm not going to give a ton of credit to the other team for, whoa, Jamar Chase was wide open down the sideline and going to run for a 70-yard touchdown, and he just didn't catch the ball and bobbled it up in the air and it got intercepted. So that's where it'll be fun to watch this week. I'm, I'm really excited for this matchup. An amazing run for the Bengals, though, dating back to week six. Two wins, two losses, two wins, two losses, two wins, and the most recent win over the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. They host the Rams this weekend. This is the extra game for the Ravens and the Rams. They met a couple of years ago as part of the normal rotation, and the Ravens obliterated, obliterated. the Rams on Monday Night Football. Right. That was when everyone finally took very seriously Lamar Jackson as the MVP of the National Football League. So what's more likely 
in this one. Matthew Stafford, who had been a candidate for MVP, he had three interceptions on Sunday against the Vikings. Does he pulverize a depleted Ravens defense, or do the Rams end up sweating out a close one, whether they win or lose against the Ravens? I'm going to say well, Stafford scares me. Let me qualify it with this. Uh, I, I broke this down on my podcast a little bit yesterday, you know, on our Wednesday, What the Bleep Happened podcast. I mean, stuff like this is just constant. To me, again, the Rams have turned the corner as far as, like, the, some of the questions we had about them, you know, maybe a month or six weeks ago. I look at them now and go, wait, running game's working. Check. Defense has played pretty well, you know, as of late. They figured out that side of the ball and how they want to play and what they want to do. Special teams are good. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. is playing at a high level. This, this, I, and you know me, I'm a Matthew Stafford fan and lover. But I, I don't know. We talked about it a little on Tuesday. Maybe, you know, having the expectations and the bullseye on your back a little bit more, it's different for him. He's getting used to it. He's the million-dollar question for the Rams right now. He is. It's just shaky. Week after week, you know, Seattle Seahawks game two weeks ago. Shaky. I mean, it was some shaky moments. Horrible interception when they had to control the game, and then the game wasn't in control, and they barely won the damn thing. Had to have two referees call bad calls to help them out. You know, so that's where I'm scared for him a little bit. I am. But with the Ravens, their current state, some of the other things they're going to do, I'm going to bet that Stafford bounces, you know, Bounces back from last week and plays good football this week. So I'm going to say he tears them up. I'm going to take that option. Sorry to talk so long, but I just felt like I had to say some of that stuff. I think you're right, and part of it is the Ravens' defense is so depleted. And also, if the offense is struggling to make things happen, that puts more pressure on the defense. Yeah. The defense will be on the field more often, more opportunities for the Rams. And, you know, Cooper Cup, the guy who is now the MVP candidate, oh, it's going to take a lot for him to get enough votes to even be close to Aaron Rodgers. He's on pace sort of, almost, just about. He's on pace to set the single-season receiving record just under the pace for the yardage record. I think the Rams are going to try to get both for him, and, and they need to continue to assert themselves. And I think for Stafford, bad taste in his mouth after the three-interception game against Minnesota, and this is an opportunity. And, and there's going to be some guys on that team that remember getting the crap kicked out of them two years ago on that Monday night, and they're going to want to even it out a little bit. Whether we see Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley or whoever at quarterback – Guys like Aaron Donald are going to remember how it felt that night, and this is their chance to rectify it a little bit. All right, what's more likely? The 49ers who host the Texans or the Eagles who travel to Washington stumbling as we get into this cluster in the NFC for the final two wildcard spots? Um, I mean, so what are we asking there? Just the, the, the 49ers? Who's more likely to stumble? If I'm going to pick Who's one to stumble? stumble there, I'm going to pick Philadelphia. I am. Uh, and I don't feel like totally – I don't expect either one either one of these teams to stumble. I don't. And Washington, of course, is, is heading in the wrong direction. But if I'm going to choose one, I'm going to take them right now. I am. You know, again, last week, hey, it was a good, comfortable win, you know, against the Giants. The game was 3-3 at halftime. Jalen Hurts was, was borderline – like, well, not borderline. He was really not good in the first half. I mean, really not good. Borderline horrible. You know, then they kind of got it going in the second half. So that scares me a little bit. You know, I just, you know, again, I guess I'm a little biased. I just look at the 49ers and just think they're too talented to stub their toe on both sides of the ball here. I really do. It, you know, we'll see with the Jimmy Jimmy G situation and where he is with his thumb. Um, 
But man, I I mean, there's even a part of me with even if it's Trey Lance, I think Shanahan's going to have enough a good enough of a game plan to where I don't see them, you know, falling or or messing this up against the Houston Texans. Jalen Hurts was limited yesterday with that lingering ankle injury. Obviously, he played through it on Sunday against the Giants. But you're right, it was a close game until it wasn't. But it was a close game for a long time. Longer than it should be. With been. the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo's got that thumb injury, and he said all the right things yesterday about being able to play, and then he proceeded to not practice right, right. for the 49ers. But the Texans scare me, the gang that couldn't tank straight. And Nick Casario was on radio in Houston yesterday talking about how they're just trying to win football games and they'll worry about draft position later. That reflects such a fundamental misunderstanding. And maybe he's just saying what he has to say because the NFL prefers that coaches and general managers and owners not point out the obvious connection between sinking late in the regular season when you're not going to make it to the playoffs and rising. We know what those higher spots are worth. We know what the value of three versus six is. Look at what the Jets gave up to get Sam Darnold in 2018. They moved from six to three. They gave up a bunch of stuff for those three spots. There's value in having a higher spot, and the Texans are losing that value. They're making it harder for themselves in every round to get dibs on the best players for 2022. And I don't know that there's a correlation, enough of a correlation, between one year's version of a team and the next year's to justify saying we're going to try to just win as many games as we can. I mean, if we're going to get 30 new players next year, who cares that you won four out of five games to finish well, the season? Yeah, it's, no, better to, yeah. it's better to have the high draft picks. It, it's a good – I think it's a, a healthy conversation. I do. I don't think it's as clean cut as that. I don't. I, I, I will push back with you there. You know, again, you, we, we talk about the draft, and you talk about the draft all the time. You say it's a crapshoot. I mean, it's a crapshoot. You know, hey, there's Michael Parsons, clearly the best player in the draft on the defensive side of the ball. He's there at pick number 11. So, again, that's where I think we can't get too obsessed with that. It's hard to predict what idiots in front of you will do sometimes. Sometimes they'll just leave the best players on still the board. Still always better to be higher. Still always better still, to be higher. It always, it's but, always but, better but, to but, be but higher. Like, so here, let's just talk about this for a second. The flip side, too, though, is there is something to winning some football games and giving your organization and the players that are on your roster some belief in your coaching staff going into the next year. There is that. Because, you know, if you don't have that and you just flail down the stretch, right, you know, as soon as things start to get bumpy next year, first off, Everyone, the coaches, the media, everybody just starts to go, oh, well, they're, they're horrible. They're not good. Nobody's going to give them the benefit of the doubt for tanking the year before. Everybody's going to go, they lost seven straight at the end of the year. These guys are a bunch of idiots. So that's where it's not fair. That's where it's not fair. And there is something, I think, to giving your locker room a little bit of belief in that coaching staff and the organization, too, to go, oh, wait, we're, we started out the year one and two, but, man, last year this coaching staff, they got it together and, you know, we started to play some better football. I got faith in them that they'll get it right. I, I think there's a little more there to it than, you know, maybe some people would, would make it be. It just depends on how much turnover there is because there was there's so much turnover from last year no doubt. to this year. No doubt. And, and I, a lost season is a lost season. And, and I just, you know, back when your dad was playing, when a team finished hot, even if they didn't make the playoffs, you could count on that to carry over. Yeah. I just don't think that applies this year when the team changes much. so much from year to year. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll do some PFT props, including a look at some of the Super Bowl odds when this Thursday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Go for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris... Anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Simsisms. By the skin on their nails. Yeah, like, I'm going to say they win, but I think it's going to be by, you know, the skin on their nails. Or is that what they say? The skin on their nails? Yeah, right? That's what they skin say. Skin of their teeth. Skin of their skin teeth. Of the teeth. That's what they say. What do they say on the nails? Isn't there something on the nails, too? Uh, it'd be know. a nail biter, I guess. That's what I was nail looking biter. for there. Yeah, right. You, you bite the nails with the skin of your teeth. <laughs> exactly. That, that's when you know it's going to be close. Simsisms. You got my back no. there. <laughs> Th- th- that's another example, though, of one that makes yes, sense, <laughs> but I kind of like it. <laughs> Thank you. I kind of like it. Right. Makes no sense, but I kind of like it. Looking <laughs> to expand the lexicon however we can and make the English language more creative and more fun. All right, PFT Props Tom, let's have some fun here. The Super Bowl odds are constantly updated. The Chiefs are once again the favorites at plus 400. Of course, that's basically 4-1 to one odds. You bet 100 and you win 400 if they win the Super Bowl. The Packers just behind at plus 450. Give me the team with the best odds, with the highest odds that you just don't see making or winning it out of that group. Oh. I, all right. I think the one that I I question the most, and I think you've heard me say this, I'm going to say is the team that's number two on the list right there. Uh, that's the one that you know, I don't want to say can't or won't, but I think the teams towards the top of the list that I have the biggest questions about, I know people might think I'm crazy. I think it is Green Bay. You know, again, you talk about winning with the skin of your, your skin of your nails. I mean, that, there they were again last week. You know, just – I guess you've heard me say a lot. You know Aaron Rodgers. I love him. He's my favorite quarterback ever. So I'm always rooting for him. I really like Matt LaFleur and I've known him for a long time. So I, I want them to get there. But you've, I think, heard my concerns a little bit. I don't know. I don't think they're as talented as a lot of, as really any of those teams at the top of the list. I don't think they're as talented as any of them. You know, and it's all about just, hey, execution and we're going to play a clean game. And I just don't know if that can get you to the Super Bowl. I guess that's what I question, Mike, because, again, they're going to play good teams in the playoffs that are also going to execute and not mess the game up. So now it's going to get back to, wait, who's got the best players? Who's the best team on the field? And that's where I just look at it and go, 
Yeah, I, I don't think they're as talented, definitely not as talented as the Bucks and the Cowboys right now. So Green Bay is the team that I think scares me the most as far as the top teams. I think the key is consistency as well. And yeah. we're influenced by what's happened most recently. But, you know, plenty of teams this year have shown ups and downs. I don't know that I trust the Rams to hold it together for four straight games, especially that. if they have to go to Green Bay again or if they have to go to Tampa Bay. The Rams would have been, and this is true of everyone, but especially the Rams would have been in far better position if they could have secured the one seed because I don't think the greatest show-offs on turf 2.0 will travel well. They need to have the road to L.A. go through L.A. to enhance their chances of getting to L.A. for the Super Bowl. So I hear they're that. the team that jumps out to me. And maybe the Bills a little bit. I know we're starting to creep down the odds but but the Bills, I wonder if if they have enough to to help Josh Allen. Yeah. If it was just a it's, team it's of Josh hard. Allen's, right. they, they'd they'd be they'd be even money to win the Super Bowl. But but the help around him, I don't know if it's good enough, and that's a concern that you've been raising all year long. Yeah, I, I, that that's I feel like it has to fall a certain way for them to to a degree. There's some matchups that I think are really bad for them. I hear your concerns with the Rams, though. I do. You know, again. Yeah, you know, can they go on the road three straight weeks and win that way? You know, two straight weeks maybe. But man, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, the good thing for them is the only you know going to Dallas at least is kind of like you know it's it's an indoor arena to a degree, and going to the the Bucks down in Tampa, you're going to be playing in good weather down there too. The one that would be scary and where I'd go, oh, I don't know if the Rams can really do this. Is Green Bay? I mean, if they got up there in an eight-degree game late in January, I don't know if I see the Rams coming through in that one. That would scare me for sure. And like we talked about, Stafford certainly questionable at this point. Let's flip it around then. Somebody low on the list, somebody with long odds to make it to the Super Bowl or win it. There's a team out that you're looking at saying, "Boy, I'm intrigued by." The combination of what the odds are and what I think this team can do. I, I, I mean, all right, just base level, and it's not the team up. Like the Cowboys, that's a good value bet. Holy cow! I mean, plus a thousand for a team that's super talented and playing go. You know, the Colts. We talked about that. I look at them as a team. As far as the lowest, all right, the lowest two teams I look at to go, I wouldn't be shocked. All right, the Bengals at plus twenty eight hundred. I don't think that's crazy. The 49ers is really the one yes. I look at as far as the lowest. You know, again, we're looking here, sitting here right now with the Tennessee Titans as being uh, you know, the number two seed. If the Kansas City slips up, you know, Tennessee could be the number one seed. The 49ers thoroughly dominated the Titans for a half of football last week. You know, the, the team itself in San Francisco was really good. We know the question. And, you know, again, I don't know either. You always brought it up ever since that Minnesota playoff game. If they just – if they can't run the ball and dominate you there, I mean, it's a flip of the coin whether Jimmy G will play good or screw it up. I mean, that, that's the way I look at it. But I do think, you know, they're dangerous and could be one of those teams that are really low on this list that could get there. They're plus 4,000, 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I would be comfortable them making it. I'm not comfortable with them winning it because yeah, at some point you. Jimmy G is going to hold you back. Yeah. I'm fascinated by there's a cluster of teams at plus 15,000, 1,500 to 1 odds. They are the Browns, the Raiders, the Vikings, and the Dolphins. Three of those teams, no way in hell. Browns, Raiders, Vikings, no, no, no. With the Dolphins, I'm, I'm just. Are you leading to I'm a non or what? 
I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Hey, there was a discount on membership. I got it for Christmas. I mean, what the hell? I'm trying to infiltrate two and on. I'm a double agent with two and on. But like no, I'm, I'm. Look, I love what their defense is doing. Yes, I love the chaos that they create. I love that look where they have all those guys arrayed. At the line. I love that. It reminds yeah. me of the 85 Bears. That's right. how the 85 Bears were. They had all those guys. You never knew who was coming. You never know who wasn't coming. They were up in your face. They were aggressive. You know, you don't see that in today's NFL. I love that. I love the way that they swarm the quarterback. I I, I like what they're doing. If they I hear just you. get rid of those damn uniforms and go back to the throwbacks on a full time basis, I may I, I I may be I may join two and on if they would do that. <laughs> I, I I like them too. Their defense is as fun to watch as their is in any defense in football uh i'm not ready to go as crazy as you are there but you know i, I think this weekend will go a long way to kind of telling us how real it really is because i do still question the offense to a degree i do i think george gotsey has done a really good job here the last six or seven weeks they've created an offense that really fits what they got as a team and really what fits to tua and, and that's what I do like about it. But I just don't know if it can beat some of these better quality teams, and that's where we'll see it this week. Last one. Let's focus on the AFC North because all four teams are still alive to win the division. They go from 9-6 and six down to 7-8. and eight. There are the Bengals, or 7-7-1, seven, seven and one, or no, wait, yeah, 7-8. The, the Browns are second at plus 500, even though they are 7-8. and eight. They are in last place currently, but they're very much alive. If the Bengals blow it, minus 250, bet 250 to win 100, they win this weekend and they're in. If they blow it, which of the other three teams do you think is most likely to rise up and take it? I, I'm taking the Browns. I am. You know, again, you know, it's, it, it seems like the Browns are going to be healthy this week. I think they're going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think I've been on, you know, uh, on record for about four or five weeks. There's no way Pittsburgh Steelers make the playoffs. You know, I think the Ravens got too much to overcome there. I think it is the Browns. You know, they can beat the Steelers this week and then, hey, look who comes to town. It's Joe Burrow and the Bengals. The Browns, as we've talked about many times, are one of the disappointing teams of football this year. There's no doubt. They're just too talented, the fact that we're sitting here at 7-8. and eight. So uh, I, I would take them next. I am not ready to write off the Steelers. No, Especially since, <laughs> hey, it's the last ride for Ben Roethlisberger. And we, especially at home. Uh, last week I knew they were going to get their asses kicked by the Chiefs. But this week it's at home against the Browns. And then they go to Baltimore for the last regular season game of Ben Roethlisberger's career. And it isn't all that complicated to get to the point where 9-7-1 and one wins you that division. Yeah, and I've no. been saying for weeks, ever no. since they got that tie with the Lions, that tie is going to be the difference maker to get the Steelers in by the skin of their nails. That's what I think. <laughs> ultimately is going to happen in the AFC North if the Bengals blow it. If the Bengals blow it, it's going to open the door for the Steelers to finish 9-7-1 and and take the AFC North in the most unlikely of fashions. Let's take a break. When we return, best of 2021 PFT style. Oh, I can't wait. Next year yes. on PFT Live. I kind of dread it. I know. We'll it's find great out and next. horrible all at once. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We love everybody who takes the time to listen to a couple of dumbasses 
talk about football. Their butthole's tight, and they're not. They don't want to make a big mistake. Sorry, <laughs> I think I peed a little. <laughs> Give it to us right there. Uh, I mean, holy crapola, Batman! Holy cow, Batman! There's this just in. I'm a historian. Just be glad I have pants on. And don't make me take my shirt off. I open it up for real, too, so I can see that hairy chest with those pecs. <laughs> oh, you're, I'm just being honest. Yeah, you're also being a butthole. <laughs> and they caught me being an idiot. I don't know what I was thinking doing that. The doctor says I need a bacchiotomy. When's the last time... You drank so much that you were wobbly like a Brady there. Five years ago. Five years ago? Hey! Oh! Uh, oh! Get out of here. What are you, third in the totem pole in your own house now? Fourth. Or are you fourth? Okay, just wanted to make fourth. sure. Clarify. Fifth. Last. Last. I, I, could, I could be behind one of the cars. I want some butts. Please, please protect my backside. And lots of wet balls. <laughs> I could see the look in your eye. You looked at the camera and you're thinking, swamp ass, swamp ass, swamp ass. And they sit there and dangle their man junk on the guy for a few minutes. I like what you're saying. Talk dirty to me. Are you talking football? Oh, stop. Tuesday? I never got into the ET thing. I was always like, man, this is f***ing creepy. I'd be asparagus because I'm going to hit you so hard your pee's going to smell funny for a day. <laughs> Good stuff, Chris. Enjoy, uh, yeah, drinky, drinky, smoky, smoky. I will. Right. That's a good picture for 420. So oh, here comes that pothead again. I'm working on Friday this week. They're dragging me in. Phil is clearly my favorite Sims. Screw you, Dad. Suck it, Florio. The angrier he gets, the more he looks like Boss Baby. But that, that was a double gut punch. Um, and, somebody uh, just turned the lights uh, out off on me. You see me over here? Well, I mean, literally, Chris, I'm Chris here. Is, uh, this is good TV. People might enjoy this better. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be trying that anytime soon. Certainly not. Boom! Michael Florio. Bop a boop, bop. Bibbidi bop. This is your Thursday Badly. shirt. I was going to say, this That's is like right. a Thursday shirt for you, for sure. A hundred percent. That's right. We don't need any of that Florio trash. Don't miss. <laughs> Just a little low. Hey, Florio. I mean, don't waste your time reading, uh, reading crap like that. You're fat like your mama. Here's you, here's Matt. There's you, there. I call that the step on a rake game. <laughs> I'm hungry and I have to poop. I, I don't. I'm sorry. He's Dick Hammer. I'm Turd Ferguson. See you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wow. Really A year of our that. lives boiled down to two minutes and 55 seconds. I don't know whether to be proud, horrified, or somewhere in between. I'm Let's proud. For somewhere in between. We have fun. We talk that- a lot of football, and we have a lot of fun, so that's why this job is great. I do have a feeling, though, that you could take that three-minute chunk of every year, and it's going to be pretty much the same stuff, but that's okay. That's kind of who we are, and for some reason, there are people out there that seem to like it. I still don't understand it. I just like talking about football, and uh, it beats working for a living. I know that. I've had I've had jobs that were definitely work. This isn't work, except sometimes dealing with you. Yeah. You know, we argued one time all year. It was last Tuesday. I can't even remember what it was about. Oh, now. I know. We never argue. Bruce I've never Arians, been... Antonio Brown. Okay, don't get me started. Again. Yeah, don't get me started again. You're an idiot. But, you know, it is <laughs> it is it is a testament to the fact that because I'm Italian through and through, all the way to the core. I did the ancestry thing i mean i'm like 99.999 percent southern italian and i've never really been mad at you in four and a half years so maybe my new year's resolution is to find a way to get mad at you and stay mad at you 
I, well, that, no, don't make that your New Year's resolution. But I think it does say something about us because I, you know, yeah, you with your snarky comments and all that. I've never really been mad at you either. But people were like legitimately concerned last week. Like I they know. were. Like my mom was like, "Wait, did you guys make up?" She was texting me. My aunt Wendy. Everybody was. It was just talking football. We like each other a lot. A lot. We'll continue to talk football when we return. Matchup draft for week 17. We'll be right back. I like you a lot. Well, the idea for the Oakland All-Maddens, not doing very well Man, on Chris's Twitter poll. I'm not sure that you sold it. You didn't really sell it. just kind of dropped out of the sky like blue ice. So... Uh, so it's, anyway, hard. it's hard doing um, a show and sending out tweets like this. So I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't do it at all. Hey, right I mean, what would you, what would you rather name a team? The Warriors, the the Tush Hogs. I mean, the, if you're going to name a team something, why not name a team something that screams football? I love it, and I like it as the All Maddens. The Oakland All Maddens would Ooh, be awesome. Oh, that's the way to put it. Uh, listen, when you first said it, I was kind of like, yeah, that's silly. As the more I've sat here, I've kind of gone, eh. I think I do like it a little bit more than I initially thought I would. Uh, I think there's something to that. I do. I, I don't know how you can hate it. I don't think it's that bad. And you're right. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders, the Oakland, it's, it's, the Oakland fan base, they, they might like, you know, they might like that too if they were able to, to get a team back there, a franchise back there. All right. Uh, you know, let, let's, let's do You know what? Let, let's, let's forget about the draft. There's apparently some other ideas that people have raised on how to properly honor John Madden, as suggested to Chris via Twitter, who tweeted somehow mysteriously I'm amazing. while he was speaking. I'm amazing. Let's see what some of these are. Name a rule after him specifically if it concerns anti-concussion protocols. Not and bad. They already do have they do the Madden rule is what they loosely refer to the concept of the standard for getting a guy off the field and getting him properly checked out, even if he doesn't have a concussion, and that's that continues to be a sticking point for the NFL because there's a segment of those responsible for the game that never want to be responsible to say we took a guy out for 10 minutes of real time and found out he didn't have a concussion, but in the interim, his team had to play without him. That, that's why we've seen like quarterbacks like, hey, maybe that guy should not be in there, but, but he's still in there. Julian Edelman in a Super Bowl, maybe he should be gone, but he's still in there because they don't want to take a guy out of a game in a critical moment of a big contest and do that, but but John Madden, a huge proponent, getting those guys off the field. When in doubt, leave them out. That was his line, and the NFL still fighting to do justice to it, Chris. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a great line. I did not know about that about him until yesterday, and that's where it is tough. You know, again, yeah, I don't care, independent doctor, whatever it is, you know you're around a team, the side, you know it's an important moment. You know, can you pull a guy out? We saw Baker Mayfield have to miss a play or two a few weeks ago, right? And he went crazy because he had to come out of the game. Um, so it, that, that is a tough one to continue to police that and do it the right way. Here's one. A Madden Football Player of the Year award voted on by players for the toughest and smartest player whose play isn't reflected by statistics. I like that concept, and that's why if they would name the All-Pro team the All-Madden team, they would have to change the standard. Now, that would upset a lot of people because you want a team that's the best of the best, and statistically is what skews it that way. But, you know, finding greatness in players doesn't always mean being beholden to the stats, Chris. No, uh, again, the, the stats, in my opinion, are, are used too much with some of this stuff. You know, we, we've had this conversation a lot. 
You know, too, too much right now in society. It's like, it's just about, oh, the bottom line, the stats. Wait, you know, oh, wait, they won. His stats were good. It's because of him. Oh, they lost. Let me look who had bad stats. Oh, it's because of him. And there's just more to it to the game there. And I, I, I think we could be onto something there. We'll wrap up Chris's year on PFT Live right after this. One more suggestion for an award for John Madden, naming the Coach of the Year Award the John Madden Coach of the Year Award. I think they need to save that for Bill Belichick, though. I, I, I really do. because that, that And that's more fitting, because Belichick's going to retire with who knows how many Super Bowl rings. John Madden had one. I would agree with you there. I, I, I want something bigger for John Madden. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I do think that should be safe for Belichick. And, yeah, we got to figure out the right thing for John Madden because, to your point, he's got to be honored. It's just too special. Who you like tomorrow night in the college football playoff? Uh, I'm going to root for Alabama. Playoffs. I don't want to see Cincinnati in the national championship. So I'm rooting you're not, for Alabama. You're not going to have your Michigan jersey on and no, your John Har- not. Your Jim Go Harbaugh. Georgia. Go Georgia. I like John Harbaugh. Yeah. Don't like Jim Harbaugh. Go Georgia. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.